Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Omicron variant has officially been detected in Connecticut. Family members. Oh, that is not the right open. That's the Connecticut radio open. Where's my other open? I know it's here. I just grabbed it. Everything okay over there? Damn it. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Student loan cancellation caucus checking in because this is getting ridiculous. I am 32 years old. I was told I'm a first generation uh, college graduate on my mom's side. It's going to fuel inflation uh, when a hot pocket costs you $10. Remember, we're building back better. Shutdowns are obviously draconian measures, and it's not clear that that much gets accomplished by those sorts of steps. Zerwick, how do you view this this landscape suddenly changing with Cuomo's departure? Chris Cuomo, as a performer, as talent in that 9 p.m. time slot, did a terrific job. I have separation anxiety about Brian Williams leaving at 11 o'clock because it means so much. That winner is a media professor, <laughs> Zerwick. Uh, all right, like, um, uh, how are you? Somebody Did somebody, some, uh, somebody give you crap for saying like a lot? Or is that a dream on social media? That no, must have been a dream because you didn't say like a lot. I sometimes say like. It is something I have to work on. Oh, it's in so. your rant. That's right. That's right. So it makes you sound, sound youthful. I like it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, somebody did call me Queen Vocal Burn somewhere too. I like that too. Can I? I Queen believe... Vocal Fry. I don't remember. Something. Okay. So let me, let's mm-hmm. get a couple things. First of all, this thing by Francis Collins, we didn't play this yesterday, did we? Uh, this is unbleeping believable. We talked to me. about it, I think, but we didn't play it. Unbelievable to me that this guy says this with a straight face. Are you concerned that enough precautions are being taken in this country? 
I think we're doing it about right right now. Shutdowns are obviously draconian measures, and it's not First clear all, it's a measure. that that much gets accomplished by those sorts of steps in communities. And there's obviously lots of consequences there for businesses, for schools. So I think the president's right to sort of take those off the table right now. Two years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? They're, they're damaging. They're draconian measures. Barnstable County. I can't wait till he is a retired person, which is going to be very soon, I think. He already announced he's retiring, right? Yes. Okay. That's why I got it. That's why I got okay. But this is a, like, what am I saying like now? God. It makes you sound youthful, honey. Oh, well. Good. <laughs> Good. You know, I'm going on tour in a couple of days. I know. I don't know how we're going to do the program. I don't know how. Especially thir- uh, Thursday. Is it Thursday? Wednesday what? and Thursday, right? Wednesday. Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday, I've got a party. I'm going to be uh, running the show from here, and you'll be remote. Yeah, but like, when do I like when do I do that? I can't <laughs> stop it. Um, because I'm going to be he- zooming down, winding away after two, and then thirty towards Connecticut, and then at five Prime Meridian, there is a party. How long is the party? Three hours. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Maybe we have to record like a super early morning burn barrel before your work. <laughs> I don't know. I or don't know you I'm... handle it. Or I do a solo car. burn no, barrel. No, and I can do it okay. from the car. Or assuming that we're not all just plastered, which I don't think we will be. Um, That's probably the best idea is for you to call in and just talk to me on the phone. We can do some of that and then see what's up once I get there. Oh. Yeah, so I'll play the open and do the stuff. Do you have the open? Because I'm going to have this computer with me. I'll send myself a couple things from your computer tonight that I need to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have soundboard? I have, um, what's it called? It's like called Jingle something. I forget. A thing. To oh, right. That's right. You do it with your uh, sister in the Motme pod. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Or sometimes I just play stuff off my computer and I'm lazy. So, so the Fr- St. Francis Collins thing. That's mm-hmm. remarkable, and these guys are. Uh, I'm, I'm done almost talking about them. These people, a lot of them, I think I'm sorry, are insane. This guy Vivek Murthy, just the very way he conducts himself, his very delivery, this droning, monotonous, androidal uh, style he has of talking, and all of this the laundry list of data that he spews out and suggestions. Uh, but if you do as many families did, you get vaccinated and boosted, you use testing judiciously before you gather, you gather in well-ventilated spaces and use masks mm-hmm. whenever you can in public indoor spaces, your risk can be quite low and your holidays can be quite fulfilling. That's what so many families experience this past Thanksgiving. You too can experience fulfillment if you get three vaccines, get tested, and uh, wear masks indoors. So that's how you can feel it can happiness be quite fulfilling. nowadays. <laughs> Vivek Murthy and I think me have very different uh, ideas of what fulfilling is. <laughs> but I, so I just wonder, like, I, I mean, when are there's a whole bunch of people that I just wonder when they're going to realize that they're never going to be allowed to do anything ever again if they listen to these people. So yesterday was my last shift as the same poly girl, mm-hmm. as you know. And one of my coworkers was like asking why and just like couldn't fathom it. They were like, but you are vaccinated? Right. And I said, yeah. 
And they said, so what's the problem? I don't get it. And they said, so I don't want to bring them in my medical records to be allowed to like do dishes and make pizza. I think that's nuts. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's not your medical records. It's just a little card. Just show them the little card. What's the problem? I don't understand. And I was like, because what? how many things am I going to have to show them? If I do this one, what are they going to ask for next? They already said they're leaving right. the door open to ask for boosters. The, like, how many shots do I need to show them? Do they need, like, a drug test, too? And, like, my children's vaccination records and my dog license and whatever else? Like, And he was like, Psh, that's not going to happen. They just want one little card. And I was like, have you been alive over the right. last year? The one little card is not it. It doesn't no. stop there. No, it's- just just moments ago, by the way, UMass Amherst announced they were require COVID-19 boosters for the spring Right, semester. a bunch of colleges are, which is nuts right. because the college students are the ones who didn't need the first shot in the first place, much less the second shot, which puts them at an incredibly high risk of myocarditis, much less the third shot, which presumably is going to be higher. Are they out of their freaking minds? I, I cannot... I mean, it's the the people who keep saying, like, follow the science, tra la la they're n- not paying any attention to what the science says at all. At all. I mean, like, I'm not against older or immune-compromised people getting boosters or whatever, but it, there was no reason for really anybody under, like, 25 or 30 to get the shot in the first place. Right. Period. The end. You know? And then there's no reason, certainly, for those people to get a booster. And those are the people that we're enforcing it against, is, like, the 20-year-olds in the Army and on college campuses. I don't... I think and then that's they, well, they get or in, the, the, or in uh, pizza kitchens. Yes. I mean, like... Yeah, but those ki- college kids are the second most tortured... The first most <laughs> elementary school. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, they just don't qualify for the booster quite yet, the elementary schoolers, but I'm sure it will be required when they get there. I mean, Bill de Blasio went out there and required it for five-year-olds to go into restaurants. They have to be fully vaccinated. That's the most absurd thing I've ever heard in my life. And once the booster's required, it's going to be required for kids to go into restaurants too. But I... So that's when... My coworker was like, Psh, what are you talking about? That's not going to happen. I just, I mean, it would have been unfathomable a couple years ago that you would have to bring in a record of any shot to work in a restaurant kitchen. Right. That's unbelievable. So, I mean, like, but people like that, I just, I don't know, like, what it will take. Like, I mean, when they're having to, get their 14th booster because of the Sigma variant or whatever, are they going to notice that something is weird and not like it used to be in the before time? Well, or but- are they just going to keep shrugging and saying, yeah, totally normal, it's fine? Right. And But but also, I see a con- convergence here of two agendas as well, because who's most likely not to be vaccinated? Uh, Black and brown people. Right. So we're just going to whack them all? Sorry about that. Good luck. Bye-bye. Sorry, you can't go to UMass anymore. You can't come in here anymore because you're not letting us plunge serum into your arm, even though you're not risked for anything. You can't go to college because... Right, exactly. Um. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to... Really? Student loans aren't going to be forgiven unless really? you can you show could call us it. your 16th booster is up to date. Yeah, you could call it COVID racism. You certainly could. Yeah. And I mean, look how hard it was just to get, you know, whatever, 70% of the population up to two shots, right? Like how much work that took and all the pop-up clinics and the volunteers and this and that. I mean, how many 
How much more effort are we willing to pour into this to get... And it's funny because it also plays against something that's actually a scientific uh, problem here, which is that the, the the rest of the world is extremely unvaccinated, which is why we keep getting variants in these highly unvaccinated regions like sub-Saharan Africa, where like a ridiculously small percentage of the population is vaccinated. Mm-hmm. We would do much, much, much better to be sending these shots to Africa and India than than we are handing out, you know, fifth right. boosters the healthy American to kids. suburban you know, white kids who are 16. It just doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense even if you want, if you want to stop COVID globally, it doesn't make any sense because it, th- this is the problem. The booster, the Omicron variant didn't pop up here in like a school board meeting. It popped up in wherever, South Africa was where it was first identified. Mm-hmm. So, you know. The, where, by the way, there have been zero deaths, the science, in, zero deaths mm-hmm. in the it is a cold and a cough, essentially. Okay. That's what you're getting with Omicron. Right. Right. So it's actually a good thing, probably. Right, yes. But, but the whole thing is the whole thing is just a confused effort. This whole thing where, you know, random American people need to be getting tons of shots is not backed up by any science. It's people have gotten as many shots as they're going to get now. You know, they're as immune well, what about as they're the, going to be. The Israeli studies that show the diminished uh, uh, protection from uh, the Pfizer vaccine. Um, is it just showing like a reduction in antibodies? I mean, some of these studies are showing a reduction in protection for the elderly and the immune compromised, right? So that's what I've seen. And that's largely who was vaccinated first was the elderly mm-hmm. too, right? So so this is an issue. Basically, the numbers I've seen are saying that like the people who needed it more to start with might need to get a booster, but it's not really comparable for younger people. That like the benefit is more for healthier people to start with. But, you know... I. Like, maybe new science will come out or whatever, but there just isn't... I haven't seen the stuff on the boosters that's convincing me it's doing anything. Right. Like, you know, <clears throat> But there's too many parties than- that, that, uh, that either have a psychological need to keep this going mm-hmm. or are really just as scared and don't know how to not be as scared. I've got to be honest with you. I, I'm shocked at how many, especially men, because I can only relate to men, how many men are who, who don't really need to be afraid are afraid of dying and afraid of their kids dying from this. It's not likely to happen. If you're a man who's not a huge fat, it, like I'm, I was never afraid of dying, and I am a fat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But there's, but the too many. If you're not a huge fat, in you, you're not going to die. You, the chances are very small that you're going to, or you have something else. But but the media pushes the stuff around. Still, they want Omicron to be a thing. They want it to be the buzzword uh, of the month, <sighs> which is why the Daily Mail UK, Alice. Mm-hmm. I've been swept up in a scandal. You have? Yes, Daily Mail UK. What Omicron? Florida parties on as thousands descend on Odyssey Music Festival while firms across U.S. cancel Christmas parties or delay return to office due to fears over new variant. The Odyssey Music Festival took place in Florida over the weekend despite growing fears over the Omicron COVID-19 variant. The event took place in the face of uh, of Google urging staff to cancel in-person meetings till 2022. 
Uh, two performers of the headlining act Swedish House Mafia were forced out of the lineup after testing positive. Many U.S. firms have also pushed back uh, their return to the office well into 2022 amid fears of Omicron. My goodness, event organizers for the Odyssey Music Festival went ahead as planned in Fort Lauderdale. Let me tell you one thing. David Field is must be upset about this because he is a progressive guy, full-on vaccine kind of guy. The crowd, which numbered in the thousands, appeared to carry on without concerns as bikini-clad concert goers partied well into Sunday morning. Florida is... It, their partying is much more of a risk to these coeds than the coronavirus or, uh, or yeah. the Omicold. <laughs> uh, as of Sunday, the Omicron COVID variant has spread to a third of U.S. states, according to the Surgeon General. At least 15 states have reported Omicron cases. Let me idea. just, spoiler alert, everybody, mm-hmm. all of the states have cases of Omicron yes. right now. All of them do. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Ooh, there are some handsome-looking... Uh, Young ladies partying in Florida? Absolutely. I wonder if that's what my uh, Odyssey events are going to be like in Connecticut. I bet they will, honey. I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Uh, yes, there they are. There they are. A little Nas X was there. Mm-hmm. And who is this? Uh, Michelle Joy from the band Cannons. I don't know who that is. Yep. Well, she was there. <laughs> Willow Smith. You know Willow Smith? Um, no. Well, she was at the Odyssey Beach Festival. Uh, there you go. The chart shows Florida's COVID infections was now to be on the... Now, the chart, there's a chart that shows that COVID infections appear to be on the wane again. <sighs> they could be on the Lil Wayne again if he was at that concert. Right? Good one, honey. Thank you. Good one. Thank you. I'm paid to speak uh, from uh, the top of my head, tip of my tongue. How am I paid? <laughs> Off the top of my head, right? Is that what? I don't know. Okay. So uh, one uh, another thing I want to get to here is something that I did talk about in the other station. But AOC is demanding student loan debt relief. Oh, the whole squad is, which means I'm sure that Biden will do whatever it takes to get it. This is AOC. Maybe OSHA can somehow, oh, yeah. <laughs> can somehow have the power to forgive student debt. That's right. Or the CDC. I if mean, you, if, if you student can... health, maybe student loans are a public health crisis, so maybe the CDC can step yes. in there and forgive which, them. If you can show specially marked um, uh, proof that you were uh, got multiple boosters, then you get to. <laughs> Here's AOC on college debt forgiveness. Representative Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez. Thank you so much, uh, Representative Bowman. And we're here, Bronx, Boogie Down Caucus checking in, Yurt Caucus checking in, Student Loan Cancellation Caucus checking in because this is getting ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I am 32 years old. I was told I'm a first generation uh, college Graduate on my mom's side. <laughs> That's quite a qualifier. Right. So, so not, you're a, not first, a first right. generation <laughs> college graduate. Isn't it great though how the mind works to find special things? Actually, my grandmother wasn't a college graduate. I I broke the glass ceiling, except for all the women on my dad's side. <laughs> and growing up, I was told since I was a child, your destiny is to go to college. <laughs> really? One day, Sandy, one day you will be destined. No, 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 no. 
You'll, there'll be very few of you, but you'll be destined, one of the very few in this upscale, white suburban leafy neighborhood where we live an upscale life, Sandy, one day, dare to dream, you will achieve the almost once thought unachievable pinnacle of att attending college. Very few do, Sandy. <laughs> What? Just half of your entire family tree. Exactly. And oh, half of Americans and everybody in this town. Was she surprised when she got to be you that, why, there are, there are others like me here? <laughs> Who knew? That's what's going to lift our family up and out. That is our future. You, she <laughs> up comes from a of. rich neighborhood already. That's what we're here to accomplish. 17 years old, when... College recruiters started coming to my high school saying, this oh. is worth it. And we still do that today because it's teenagers signing up for what is often hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt. And we just do that. We don't all just do that, A. <laughs> B, I think generally they're going after the teenagers because the teenagers are ready to matriculate from public school. So that's where you'd go. That's the people who want to go to college. Yes, that's where you'd go because after 12th grade, uh, the college and university systems handle 13th through 17th grade. <laughs> so that's where it happens. Well, She's acting as if the predatory lenders came here. Well, and I'm pretty sure all these college loan programs were explicitly developed by progressives in order to get more kids to go to college. This isn't some like right wing, you know, giveaway to bank lobbyists or something. This is, right. this is, these are loans that liberals wanted to give people so more Sandys would go to more colleges. Right. Because that's what they said that they wanted a few minutes ago. Well, right. And also, I believe her grievance should be with her parents. If they're the ones who said, Young Go ahead Sandy, and sign. young Sandy. It's like Superman's father, you know, before he sent him off in the time in the in the capsule. Young Sandy, your destiny, your destiny is to go to college. Your destiny? That's it. That is your destiny because it's up to you, Sandy. They said to her to lift us up out of the out of what? Yeah, why don't our parents go to college? Yeah, or the I, one who didn't. Well, I, I guess <laughs> I think they're all fine. As a matter of fact. By the way, Sandy makes 175k in Congress. What's the problem? Yeah, I think she can uh, you pay know, back her loans. Sandy can that. go to um, to the what CUNY, no, right? No, I want to get out of. Okay, listen. And our government allows that. <laughs> Not only do they allow it, they run the program because right. it's considered you know, a, a benefit for poorer people. Right. So Wrongly, she, because it just drives up the cost of college. Of course it does. But, you know, it, that's... And that's, what is college forgiveness going to do? Well, yeah, drive it up more. Obviously. Absolutely. So... Give 17-year-olds the ability to sign on and sign up for $100,000 worth of debt. And Isn't that an incredibly opportunistic thing? Yeah. Wow, you have the hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt you'd never qualify for in real life that people have generously given you because you said you really wanted it so you could fulfill your destiny and go to college. Like, right. That's not. That doesn't mean, by the way, that you need to take the hundred thousand dollars 
Right. You know, you can take $20,000 and go to the community college, but no, no. You want to dance on the rooftops at BU. So you're going to take more. Where, where BU owns an entire city and is essentially essentially a, a hotel company. Right. You know, they're making all their their simoleons from pe- putting people like Sandy up so she can feel important. And so that she can learn to uh, hate the system and eat the rich while she's a, uh, a you know, a, a absolute one percenter. It's 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 fantastic. We think that's responsible policy. Thirty, I'm 32 years old now. I have over seventeen thousand dollars in student loan debt. And I, it's not a whole lot for a that's lot of thirteen. Ten percent of her yearly salary, is it not? Right. I so she could pay it off like in a year if she tucked away ten percent of what she makes into it. Right. So she can't pay the last seventeen grand. They have to. She can't just take care of that much more. Yeah, no, it has to be forgiven. She got two hundred thousand worth of. Well, and the thing is, is that most of the people who have the student debt are like that. You know, they're. Oh yeah. The, if you just blanket forgive student debt, then. then it's, most, you, it's mostly graduate student money that's right. that's happening. So these are they're really well off. We talk about Victorian houses, Range Rovers. This is literally those people. To graduate school, because I knew. That getting another degree would drown me in debt that I would never be able to surpass. So there you go. What's the problem then? <laughs> yeah. Caveat emptor. You just, you just know. Can we? Sally and James. Jesus. So same rerun. Um. But yeah. So the system worked. So somebody right. said, "Do you want these next?" hundreds of thousands of dollars and you said hmm no that doesn't seem like a good idea and so you didn't which is also what you could have done with your undergraduate student debt but you just chose not to right right? and also she's an economics major i say supposedly it's a woke (laughs) economics major well maybe if you're an economics major being a professional lifetime bartender is not the best thing to refill the coffers you know maybe it's a good gig maybe it's not but I know I bartended, and uh, with a lot of other people who bartended, I don't know if any ma- many of them majored in economics in order to do so. Yeah. You, uh, generally, you don't need to do that to uh, make a strawberry daiquiri. You can just, uh, you know, take Learn the bartending school. Learn how to make school. a strawberry daiquiri. Right. right. Yeah. But so, so she went, she learned on BU how to be woke, which mm-hmm. told her how to be entitled, and then she went, and because she's too whatever, too, uh, she just went into bartending instead. Nothing wrong with being a bartender. I get the feeling she wasn't a good bartender. <laughs> I just get that feeling. Um, but why? But, and I, but I, you know, uh, here's the thing, too, is that, um, <clears throat> that she also didn't do anything after being a bartender. You know, getting a, she just got elected to Congress. She never had a job that had anything to do with economics. Right. You know, she never worked at any kind of, like, think tank or, you know, she didn't do anything with the degree. She, You could argue that I guess it's useful to her as a congresswoman, but she doesn't seem to put much put much use to it to her economics degree i don't see much evidence of it in her actions but you know she she literally never had a career where her degree 
got her no, the job or had anything or was needed to right. do the job. Right. Some spoiled rich kid from a rich town who decides instead of getting a real job that their degree was for, because she so needed to go there, um, just hanging around and in, in underachieving, if that's what she was doing, that is not somebody who's got anything to teach anybody. And I believe me, I, I, I've spent many of my years underachieving. Some would say mm-hmm. I'm doing it now as well. But, I mean, this idea that she's got, like, what does she have to say? Like you said, like, you've got friends that we both know who came from a nice town and went to nice colleges, et cetera, and are living these lives as if they're living noble lives for not producing, for underachieving totally. Well, but like you say, there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a fancy degree and deciding to work in a field that brings you, that sparks joy for you if being a bartender is great. But those are all decisions that you made. You decided to go out and get a degree that you weren't going to be able to pay for with the job that you really wanted to do. So, you know, I mean, look, sometimes... Like, you have people who have considered a calling to, like, be a bouncer and have a philosophy degree, but, you know, mm-hmm. it, whether those are smart economic choices. Most of them, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Only the best ones. But it's like, but, but yeah, but this, this idea that she's, at every turn, it's everything is somebody else's fault. Everything mm-hmm. is somebody else's fault. She came from the rich town. She went to the rich people's college, BU, and she decided to be a bartender. And then complain about her student loan there. Yeah, but I'm you, also the whole thing is that she got. I don't understand. Am I allowed to? Are we allowed to complain, or am I allowed to complain about our twenty-year-old Volvo, the debt? I mean, fine, we do over a few thousand bucks, but there's also a Volvo in the driveway. Mm-hmm. So she owes seventeen grand, but, but she's also got a degree from BU. Exactly. That's the point. Is that she bought the degree from BU with money that other people gave her, and now she doesn't want to pay them back. Right. So, I mean, it's just incredible. And I'm also surprised, actually, you know, it probably makes sense that her debt is like $17,000 because I don't, her debt from BU, I'm guessing, was probably not very big to start with. Um, it's probably like close to, because, Why do you think that? because these big private schools tend to give a lot of grants, especially if you, they look at your income and family assets and everything, and they determine what they think you can pay, and then they make up the full difference. And a lot of times, a big part of it, if you're talking about these big private schools like BU, a lot of times a big part of it is grant money. And Is economic STEM? I wouldn't necessarily call it STEM, although you would have people that probably would. I mean, they that's like one of the big scandals of the STEM thing is mm-hmm. that they'll be like, oh, we have more women in STEM. And it turns out like the women are majoring in like, you know, <laughs> not what I would call STEM. And then they don't go into STEM. Like a lot of times women will like major in math and become teachers, mm-hmm. like math teachers, not like go into STEM fields, you know? So there, there's a, there are a lot of discrepancies, you know, like women will go into like environmental sciences, you know, and mm-hmm. they'll like be like, we have more women in STEM, but they don't have like mechanical engineers in right. more women in that field. So, and now they, a lot of times they do steam. STEM has become steam right, because which- they've added art. <laughs> so How embarrassing. science, technology, engineering, art, and math. So 
because they feel that like graphic design should be there we go that should do it that should bring us equity i assume yeah so you know as long as you just keep moving the goalposts of what it is you're trying to achieve then i guess you can have as many women as you want in steam steam fields so yeah maybe economics is steam but you know i i don't know how much math she did when she was there so i'd be surprised if she's does a lot of math. So in looking at this earlier, in grabbing mm-hmm. stories, I went to YouTube and just grabbed some some stories about uh, loan uh, forgiveness. In almost, the by far, the vast majority of people who I found that, that had exposés done by the, on them on by media were women, which I found interesting. Here's one of them. Story, uh, story Young, the young lady's name mm-hmm. is. You know, when you're 17 and you think of $20,000... That you're gonna notice this in every in every vignette we play, there is thoughtful background music, and I think that's to to undergird um, the the vacuousness of the person what they're saying. No, this is thoughtful. It's not stupid. When you're 17, you don't know what's up. You know, when you're 17 and you think of twenty thousand dollars, if you have if you didn't grow up in money, you don't even know what that means. Like how big. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how are you going to college if you don't know how many twenty thousand is? I don't. I can't even grasp the concept of twenty thousand. Is that more than eight thousand? I'm not. I literally corrected Sally's math test today. That was all about, and you did some of these practice problems with her too when she was doing these exercises. That was all about like place values and ten thousands and ten millions and whatever. And that's a fifth grade math book. So, I would presume that if you've made it into college. That you should know what twenty thousand is as a concept. I would think so. Is that I don't know. I can't even think about it. No. Nope. Then the next year, twenty thousand more. Then the next year, twenty thousand more. Huh? It keeps every year is another twenty. That just keeps happening automatically. What kind of field are you going into She's, where you don't need to know? I keep five coming back numbers. to this office every year, and they keep asking for another twenty grand. Now uh, this is four coincidences in a row. <laughs> At what point? Remarkable. That's a lot to think about, and it started to get really big. I would say to Story Young, maybe college isn't the thing for you. <laughs> I would just say. So then, of course, this she owes a lot of college debt, and she's stiffing. I need to know what her major is. I'm not sure I have it, but she's stiffing them, and now listen to this new revelation. My credit score is so bad that at 30 years old, I can't get a $3,000 loan for a used car. Very, very smart bank. <laughs> good going. Good governance. Loan director. So you're saying the one loan you've had, you're stiffing them. Okay. Anything less than a 13% interest rate. That is the best option that I That's actually better than I think that you should get. Um, I don't qualify for credit cards. I've never had one. I don't know how to build my credit. <laughs> what did the 20K a year get you, by the way? Does anybody tell, can anybody tell Story Young how to build her credit? This is the kind of lady who marries by email a prince in Ethiopia. Um, getting housing is extremely difficult because any rental company, they require a credit check. And my debt to income ratio is obscene. It's interesting. I keep stiffing everybody. And nobody will Wait, lend to me. how bad can her debt to income ratio be if... She has $80,000 in debt. I mean, well, mortgages, I guess, are secured. But, like, 
I don't know. Okay, can we move on to Taylor? She must have low income. Is my can we move on question. to Taylor? Yes. Yeah, so okay, can this move is on Taylor. Taylor. Think how old was I when I signed my first promissory note? Seventeen. Am I really going to read said promissory note from beginning to end? <laughs> or understand it. Or understand it, even if I had read it. It's impossible. Wait well, a... you were supposedly a college-bound college, college bound young person who was very intelligent, so it can't be that you just signed promissory loans for notes for loans that you didn't bother reading. What are the, what's the outside chance that if I sign this, I'm agreeing to pay something back? <laughs> What are the chances of that exactly? I was only 17, and we don't know. 17-year-olds can't comprehend anything. I live in a one-bedroom apartment, and it's the cheapest one I can find, and it's still uh, 35% of my monthly income. Have we heard of roommates? You don't need to have a one-bedroom apartment. You don't need to get a one-bedroom apartment by yourself. You can share an apartment with another (sighs) person. Having roommates are so lame, but also... The the rent is thirty five percent of everything she makes. That ain't bad. My my that's rent, like standard in the Boston area. When I my rent was almost everything. Yeah. You know there was a reason that in nineteen ninety four me and my friends were finishing half drank drinks at the Kells. <laughs> that also makes it so much more difficult to pay off my student loans. And thinking about my future, you know, with my fiance, are we going to be able to buy a house? No, because I have no money in the bank. There's no money for a down payment. There's no collateral. <sighs> Who has steered this person in this direction? <laughs> there have time, been times in my life when I just, my credit card just went through the roof and I had to like settle with them, etc. Back in my 20s, like I was talking about, I used my Sears card to buy 150 Chandler <laughs> vests <laughs> and eventually I, I couldn't pay it. Then I had to go work out a deal with them, whatever, and my credit sucked. And then a few years later, somehow, after not being able to get any credit cards for a while, somehow my credit card okay. And I think yeah, it's called. It's not a big mystery how to uh, build credit. It's called when you borrow money, you pay the people back. Right. That's all there is to it. That's all you have to do to build credit is sometimes borrow money from people and then pay them back. That's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole scheme. That's and, what all you have to do. And how about how are all these seventeen-year-olds able to fully comprehend the awesome product they're getting? Awesome. I get to go to BU in that dorm with there's only four other girls, non-smokers and uh, whatever, and go to all the parties and have this and that. That part I absolutely understand. I totally get it. I understand everything about this college. Absolutely. Absolutely. The part where I just have to know about paying for it. That part I don't know. I'm only 17. No, I don't know. 20,000? We don't live in, you know, I didn't. I got birthed into a free market economy when I turned 17. I had no idea <laughs> that there was transacting for goods and services before. Plus, My- I mean, I just wonder, like, you know, where are the parents in these scenarios? Uh, Story Young's mom was right there sitting next to her. So she said she never had the ability to go to college. She'd heard of $20,000 before, right? No. Her mom? No. No, there's a lot of, you'd be surprised. (laughs) She'd be surprised. My debt has continued to build up as like one of my main stressors in life. I I sacrificed the dream job to come home so I could take care of my bills. And the diploma? Yes, the most expensive piece of paper. Wait, Hmm. so what was, did the dream job not pay money to take care of her bills? I think you're going to hear a little bit of the dream job, I think. I own. 
To pay for Texas A&M, Smith worked full-time throughout college. She also cobbled together 11 student loans. Probably graduated with about 53000 in student debt. Did you understand what that number really meant. That number hit me for the first time my last semester of college. And it was the first time I saw the full balance and I had a panic attack immediately. Panic attack? An actual panic attack. You know, just thinking like, oh my God, I just got myself in $50,000 of debt. No, you didn't. You didn't just get yourself into anything. And what about she cobbled together all the loans? Like, that Mm -hmm. sounds like she put effort into actually going out and getting these loans. Nobody came and... You know, predatory people came to the high school. Hey, kid, come here. You want to sign this promissory I got heroin and loans. (laughs) I was struggling to buy groceries. I was donating plasma and doing like psychological studies just to get a few extra dollars. Been there. (laughs) But by the way. Weren't you just talking about having to get AIDS tests to give blood? Right. Exactly. And then you get 10 bucks a pop. Exactly. And then since they would tell you not to drink at all because you just gave blood and that it could. disorient you some means then you obviously would race home and drink whatever we had to try to get more of a high out of none of that would have been true without these college loans no that was a big reality check realizing like this bill that i have is what's going to hold me back we know friends of ours who have trouble buying groceries it's interesting how that works it's funny how thursday's martinis means friday's trouble uh, buying groceries. I mean, we've also experienced uh, times in our lives, you know, where you spend money and then all of a sudden you can't buy other things that you want to spend money on. Yes, but it's called we ha- being irresponsible, yes, but- and we've done it. We've experienced it too. Exactly, but we understood thousands and twenty thousands, and what the small print meant, and that there would be uh, a cost for it. Did not really think about the finances, you know, looking back now, seeing state school was so much less. That never crossed my mind. I knew that college was expensive and, you know, I just thought. See, this, is, this one's Jessie. She's also got a thoughtful background on music. Everybody took out student loans and that's just how you did it, you know, unless you had millionaire parents or something. I think my mom believed like me that it was just a process you know if you do the right things if you go to college you get the good grades then it should all just kind of work out so I don't think she really worried about the finances as much she did make it clear from the beginning that she wouldn't be able to pay for it and that it would be all on me it should all just kind of work out the it's all just kind of work out plan for life I was gonna float around here it should all just kind of work out (laughs) But in fairness, that's like what schools are telling kids. Well, sure, but but it's also society, culture, and parents doing the same thing. Also, 53, again, like the other girl was talking about she had to borrow $20,000 four times, or this other kid had to borrow 50, she ended up with $53,000. That's, if you have a middle class job, which in theory you should be able to get if you have a college degree, then, you know, then that should be be in theory a manageable debt load the payments mm-hmm. on that are not going to be that crazy unmanageable especially i mean it, i'm guessing but i assume most of these people don't have kids some might which right. obviously is going to add to their cost significantly in life but like they could also just keep living with their parents and get a corporate job they could get roommates and get a corporate job i mean i i don't know what's holding them back from 
going out and getting jobs that pay enough money to pay back $50,000 in debt. That's just, it's just not that high an amount of debt. Right. Well, and also there are other things too. You could also get the GI Bill. You could also do ROTC. You could also, God forbid, delay the instant college gratification until you've got a little money uh, saved. Well, right. And, or you might then discover that you enjoy other things that you don't need college to do. That's, you know, what happened to me, why I was, why I stopped after several years of college, because I was working in jobs that already were good, you know? And Alice, it was like, no, why I want the, people like, to know, I want year. people to know that part mm-hmm. of your misandry is that I married into this uh, debt, this, mm-hmm. this tens of tw- thousands of debt. Which yeah, I married into. Probably at the very highest point of my... And just so people know just mm-hmm. how I've not been a kept man, how many credits shy were you of getting your degree? I'm not sure. Oh, come on. I don't know how many. It's one. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. It's like one semester, maybe. Yeah, maybe one semester. But not one credit. I like my narrative better. Okay. 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 You took away the lifestyle I should have had. I should have a I don't think, Chevy Suburban back there rather than my burnt orange minivan I don't with a think, zip tie. No, I don't think that I would have necessarily been making more if I'd borrowed another, you know, whatever, $15,000 for another year and, you know, and got, like I think that just would have been pointless. Isn't that... I don't think, think that the would have marginally it was, Alex, made Just think of the blessing difference. it was that apartment we were staying in in Medford, the landlords who stayed there um were essentially jerks and their son was a jerk who was making noise because our new baby cried that caused us to go to a bank to look at a house to eventually find a house in a, in an up and coming town the worst house in the town maybe the worst house in the town the yes. cheapest house exactly. probably sold in that town exactly <laughs> in the lowest oh, yeah. point of the market yes Yes, and to somehow get a federal loan uh, to do it and to sell that house and all that stuff. We are so lucky that there was some a-hole living in that house in Medford who hated the sound of our crying baby. Yeah, I mean. Or I've just been really good and God decided to reward me, which I think is probably closer to the Uh actual story. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's one more. I went to LaSalle University and I majored in criminal justice. I chose LaSalle because in my mind it was what college should look like. And this is another reason why I feel like, you know, 18 year olds shouldn't be allowed to make these huge decisions, you know, on their own totally. Um, Because I just thought it looked like a nice school. Um, It was a small campus setting. I had the ability to kind of be a big fish in a little pond there, which I liked. I just kind of viewed it as, well, I'm going to take out these loans anyway. And at that time, I was working at Wendy's. So if you were telling me 18000 versus 35000 a year, it all seemed like, you know, a million dollars to me. Here you go. So now what does she do for work? Uh, I think she, one of the, the, the girls does some kind of, um, damn. One of the girls does um, a kind of social work kind of thing. A non-profit. That's right. Well, yeah. I mean... So, so there you go. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. is like You might discover that the job that you want to have doesn't pay enough to, uh, you know, to 
pay your bills, which is like, you know, we make the Burn Barrel podcast. In an ideal world, I think that's both of our dream job that we could just make the Burn Barrel podcast and not have to do anything else. But unfortunately, the Burn Barrel podcast doesn't make enough money that we would be able to like continue to live in this house if that right. was all we. Although it's did. going to, we're jumping back. I'm jumping on Podcorn. I need all the okay the I'll, stuff. I'll explain to you how to do everything. So, but I mean, that's my point is that. Like, sometimes you have to put the dream job on hold if the dream job pays you, like, zero dollars. <laughs> and, you know, although, shout out to those of you who do pay us because the burn barrel does make more than zero dollars. Not that many more than zero, but more than zero. So thank you all very much for that. And, um, but, yeah, we both have to work hey, other jobs that are else. not our dream job, too. I have a question yes. for you. Mm-hmm. Could we make on Patreon a triple platinum membership that costs 100 grand i mean you can what if somebody makes the mistake of doing it i, I mean, mean they essentially own us <laughs> i mean i don't know or if it's not 100 I, grand then a million you know what put whatever you want there honey i'm Go making a triple platinum membership okay okay so but my point is that, like, both you and I, because our dream job doesn't yet pay what we needed to in order to, like, live in our house and drive our cars around, we both have to work at other jobs that are not our dream job. Right. I mean, my have and a that's good not, gig, although it's, No, I know. But, like, it's not, like, some great injustice that we have to get, like, not our absolute most favorite job ever to pay the bills. Right. Like no. it's not. <laughs> we still have stuff. Sometimes I'm just you have to, of everybody of everybody else's stuff. Sometimes you have to work at a job that wasn't like your first choice because it's the job that you need to live your life. Like I don't, you know, yes. like I don't think a lot of people go out there and are like, you know what? I love plumbing. I just like live and breathe plumbing. I just it's the smell. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. But like people do the job mm-hmm. because. At the end of the day, there's a paycheck in their account that they use to do the things that they do want to do, you know? Like, I, so why this concept escapes young people, I don't know. But, you know, there are jobs that it is possible to do that pay enough that you can pay off $50,000 in debt. That's not an impossibility. We should right. know. We just got $150,000 of debt to uh, de-let our house. So, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's not impossible to get jobs that pay you enough so that you can pay your bills. It's not impossible. Right? Of course not. Like, kidding? so, I mean... I, 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 I don't I know don't about get... you, but I've done both. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been rich. But I have been... Paying bills and not paying bills? Yeah, of course. Of course. Sometimes they're better than others. Depends. I mean, you, know, you gotta move. You gotta well, yeah. move. Like I, And also, I, your I, credit I was... score isn't forever. Too. Right, and also this idea that I just thought if I went to college, everything would be fine and and it would work out for me. So like, you know, so I didn't go to college, so I, I th- there was nothing that was going to work out for me unless I worked it out for me, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think that I think in particular a lot of kids who grow up in like suburbs think that way because it does seem like everything's organized and mm-hmm. I show up at class and the time it says in my schedule and I fill out the form the way it said and they told me to sign here on the line and I sign here on the line and then I'm supposed to they think they're just like 
on a train towards living in the same town that their parents did and having like the same life that their parents did without them like having to do anything or decide which stops to get off at or whatever. Like they are just they think they're along for the ride and all they have to do is show up and that like life is going to turn out that way. Like and and their parents should know better, frankly, because a lot of the parents who live in those nicer towns mm-hmm. and have the nicer houses worked really, really, really hard to build that life for themselves and their kids. Well, exactly. And and for them, you know, college has outpaced inflation by a lot. So if you went to college in 1980, seeing the annual income versus college now is astounding. Right. Um, and that's, you know, because among other things now, there are more administrators than ever in college to make sure mm-hmm. that they can run uh, faulty kangaroo rape tribunals and things like that. Uh, the, the, the audio of the day is John Kennedy, United mm-hmm. States Senator or Congressman? Senator, Louisiana. Louisiana Congressman John Kennedy on uh, the Build Back Better bill. Uh, trillions of dollars of new spending, new taxes, new debt. New welfare programs. The only way I know how to improve it is, is with a shredder. Um, it's going to fuel inflation. Uh, when a hot pocket costs you ten dollars, remember we're building back better. <laughs> Man, the guy's good. He's got away with words. He is a funny guy. I like him totally. Absolutely. All right, Alice. That is the end of my agenda list tonight. Where are you? You look once again extremely attractive, and your lips look great. Although it's a different color. Thank you. You're welcome. I like that you're uh, eye candy. Thanks, honey. I like that you're eye candy, too. Thank you. That was <laughs> nice. Out of nowhere. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. We're at burnbarrelpodcast.com and facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast. You can write us an email, uh, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to sign up for the triple pet platinum patreon membership. i called up today and said that we're harvard university i was saying that harvard university the 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 biggest value was the relationships and networking and he said absolutely harvard university is a hedge fund with brick buildings but that's right no wait that's not what i said is relationships i said that harvard's essentially whatever he said hedge fund with brick buildings you like, I like that? that i like it good well i'm gonna take it as mine from now on um, and where was I? Oh, if people want to sign up for the Triple Platinum uh, Patreon membership for a mere $100,000 a month. That's um, how many 20000 of dollars, just so people know? I don't know. 20000 times 50000 is 5000 is 100000 And it can be yours. There's only a limited number of those, by the way, and there's a holiday deal for them. They go up to 150 um, December 18th. That's at patreon.com slash burn barrel if you'd like to do that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.